Welcome to You're Not That Special. My name is Emily. And I'm Sarah. We're two Enneagram 4 INFJs here to talk with you about mental health, eating disorder recovery, and the challenges that we all face. Hey! Welcome back. This is You're Not That Special. The podcast. <laughs> My nose hurts. <laughs> I think maybe it'll feel better tomorrow. Should I tell people why my nose hurts? Yeah. Because Sarah made me get it pierced. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the truth. We both wanted to. And we both, we, I think we both picked today to make it happen. So this is not my fault. (laughs) Are we having our first fight? (laughs) And I think it looks super cute, both of it, both yeah, of us. Yeah, about, about the, the pain. pain. The the okay, the initial pain. I mean, I felt like he was shoving a knife in my nose, not a needle. <laughs> <laughs> the initial pain was bad, but I I really genuinely felt like. As soon as that one moment was over. But it wasn't it was, one moment. It but, was but, like five seconds. But, it, but then it was just like intense soreness. Oh, well. That I, that I think is different from pain. Do you generally have a high pain tolerance? No. Oh, I do. And that's why I was so flabbergasted. Well, do you? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I generally do. <laughs> that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> And it's okay. I think I was expecting worse because I don't have a great pain tolerance. And so I, was I was expecting less because you told me that it wasn't painful. Oh, well, you I know didn't... what? What's done is done. So <laughs> I have a hole in Our my noses nose are pierced. <laughs> yes. Check the Instagram for <laughs> photo. Yep. And then I thought I was getting in trouble because I thought I wasn't supposed to be taking a picture while it was happening. Oh, yeah. It was just video. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm yeah. I'm kicked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have your nose pierced and I wouldn't have mine. Oh. And the world would be a better place. Does it look okay? Yeah. No? Yeah, it does. You're not Don't touch it. That. Oh, sorry. My mom was not thrilled about it. But That's why you just don't go see your family. Well, I had to use their <laughs> oven because my kitchen is slanted, and so it's not <laughs> ideal for baking a cake. <laughs> uh, which more on that later. But yeah, we've never talked about this. But so anyway, so I'm using their kitchen for this project I'm working on, um, which it's very irritating the how slanted my kitchen and oven are. Okay, so I guess we're going to talk about ovens for a minute because we do have an update from <laughs> I guess um, we're gonna talk about ovens. A, uh, a listener um, who was catching up and listening to the self-care podcast. Um, folks, <laughs> when you are engaging in self-care and routine and structure, um, let's not utilize a self-cleaning function on the oven. Apparently, it's not recommended and could be highly tragic. Have we done our own research on that? No, but I did see the Google screenshot Oh, that clearly says, do not use this function. That's very interesting. Why do they still make it? My mom it? used that all the time. Same. I'm thinking That's about that too. That's probably why I'm so fucked up. Probably. Like the carbon monoxide Same. got to me. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Probably. Oh, and carbon monoxide is one of my fears. And it came from a really real place. <laughs> That's so validating. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that to therapy. Yeah, I can. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so let's just, you know, we that's learned, not one we of the, from con, it. you know, the convenience options to utilize. Um, just hire it out. Yeah. I will not be doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so find somebody who will. Yeah. Um, also, like, you could just put some wood under one side of your oven to straighten it out. Well. Oh, my God. We could have a whole video on this of us leveling your oven. We I could. have a level. Do you have any, like, pieces of wood? Do I look like I have pieces of wood? <laughs> no. Where would I have? No. In your shed? <laughs> no, but my friend does that lives across the way. Oh. Yeah. My brother, somebody. Okay, cool. We should do that because it genuinely drives me insane. Yeah. Because also, like, the stove, when I'm, like, making eggs, they, like, <laughs> all fall on one side That's of the pan. Bad. It is irritating. My okay. building, do you know how old it is? Yeah, probably really old. I it's guess. 121 years old. It was built in 1900. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. Can you imagine the history in there? Lots of ghosts. Lots. Yeah. We will get your oven fixed. Okay. That sounds great. Oh, uh, other news. Uh-huh. Today is my cat's gotcha day. I, I already told you, didn't you like that. that word. I don't, but there's no other word for it it's their adoption anniversary adoption day it's their okay it's my cat's adoption day and so sweet it is very sweet and it's like (laughs) i'm just like i remember last the day that i went and got them it was so such an insane and chaotic day at work and I was like rushing to go to the Humane Society to pick them out. And it was like super high stakes. I had to go to like <laughs> the store first to like get kitty litter and all this stuff and the supplies. So I would have stuff for them when I bring them home. And it was just so chaotic. Why did you have to do it that day? Because I wanted, well, the one that I picked oh, out was. got one for free. No, I got one half off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so t- <laughs> so awful like oh you were half off <laughs> that's the only reason you're here well see because brian was the one his name was edgar at the time oh but brian god. was the one that i saw on the website and i was like oh my god i love him so much like, yeah. he's so cute and so then i went and they were like yeah he just came in today and i felt like someone was gonna snatch him up fast so i had to go immediately and then when i was there i saw the little orange one in his little cage outside the room and i was asked about him and they were like, yeah, and if you get two, it's half off the adoption <laughs> fee. And I said, sounds great. So got both of them. And they're Their they're lives just have been forever changed. I know. So is mine. Too. I know. I was telling you that, too. But yours was... Did I overstep? No. Okay. Not at all. My strength this week, um, (laughs) um, I really feel like I've been doing a pretty good job of being, I have a sign in my um, room that says fearlessly authentic. Mm. And when I was taking my notes for this, I wrote, (laughs) I wrote fearfully authentic. (laughs) 
That's why I went and looked at it fearlessly. <laughs> You're like, what does that say? <laughs> Something about fear and authenticity. And anyways, um, I'm really uh, seeking to embrace my weirdness. Oh. Um, I think I'm pretty weird. And I'm okay with it. I just decided to start living that way. Nice. Probably I live that way most days. <laughs> and other people notice it. But I'm okay with it now. Cool. Yeah. So that's my strength, being fearlessly, fearlessly. authentic. Okay. Also, Adley and I are um, on point with her um, brushing out schedule. Oh. Yeah. It's not relevant to anybody else, but um, <laughs> we're doing good with that. And my struggle for the week um, has been saying yes. Like I'm saying yes too much. Oh. When it should be, no, mm. hard no. Like getting my nose pierced. I'm kidding. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I need to have boundaries with my schedule. Yeah, that could be tough. So, where are you at with strengths and struggles? Um, my strength. I kind of mentioned it that I was baking a cake. I used to, <laughs> that's not the whole strength, but <laughs> I, in a level of it, I, I used to, and still do really like baking, sometimes cooking, but not as much. But, um, like this past week I was in a Facebook pampered chef party and I like bought one of the, I bought this like one of those like brownie pans where it's like individual little yeah. things so oh that God. it's like brownies with all the crust. But then I was looking up all these recipes for different things to make in them. And I'm like planning like what dessert I'm going to make for like my family's Thanksgiving. I'm going to do these little things in them. And I'm baking this kind of over the top cake for my sister's birthday tomorrow. And Does it she just, know about it? She knows that I'm baking her cake. Okay. And I asked her a couple of questions to get some ideas, but, um, but it just feels like I'm kind of getting back into like something I enjoy and like yeah. kind of a hobby, which is kind of an annoying hobby to have because like, just because it's not like I, like if I wanted to bake every single day, what am I going to do with all of that? You know? So it's you like, it to friends like me, I don't. Although, yeah, I like, I want an apple crisp. Now that you've been talking about baking, I want okay. an apple crisp. Okay, I'll bake you one. Okay. Um, yeah, you, like, give it to people. Okay, well. You could hand it out to the homeless. I could. So. <laughs> you have so many people walk by your little ring camera. <laughs> you can just say, stop, there's snacks on the porch. <laughs> Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> we'll see. So they're not but, even laced with anything. <laughs> but it's fun. Like I just I like that. And it makes me feel Yeah, I'm looking forward good. to the goodies. Yes. So that's my strength. Um my struggle kind of two things, but they go together, I think. Like Oh, that's they better go together because we only have one know, time for one struggle. <laughs> yeah, you had two strengths that were not related at all. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, my struggle is feeling kind of like disconnected from my body and kind of struggling with just like body image stuff. Mm. I don't really know that I know where that's 
coming from, but I've just like noticed that. Yeah. Like I wasn't thinking that I felt that disconnected until like I got a massage the other day and she pointed out like how, <laughs> how tense, you yes, all this stuff. And I was like, had no idea. Um, <laughs> and then like, yeah, so that's just been difficult and body image is a ever changing process for humans. So it's yeah. just meh. Well, and it's weird because like it can really be variable by the day, like depending, yeah. it might not be related to um, uh, body image at all, like what the right. actual struggle is. Right. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, it's kind of like eating disorders in general. It's not really about the food. Yeah. Body image. Yeah. But now your nose is pierced, so you can just be obsessed about that. That's true. I am. <laughs> Never felt better, actually. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Ever? <laughs> <laughs> I might be exaggerating. Probably. But it is very fun. You are a four. Yep. Okay. What are we talking about today? Checks notes. <laughs> <laughs> I belong to myself is the theme. Yes. What does that mean to you? I belong to myself. Mm -hmm. Well, the last time you drug me into the tattoo (laughs) (laughs) um, piercing place, we got a tattoo (laughs) Um, that says, come home. And so this message kind of goes along with that and just recognizing that to me, it means that like, my home, my place of belonging is here within me, mm-hmm. myself and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes me think like of all the people in my life and things in my life and those like external things that <laughs> make up my life, what I just said. Um, <laughs> None of that really is mine. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of what I have is me, you know? And, yeah, and at the that, end of the day. Yeah, and, and also thinking, like, of the people who, whose lives I am in or who, like, I interact with and everything. It's, at the end of the day, it's still, like... Not, not in a sense that it's like I'm alone, right? But that I am my own person, and nobody else that supports me or cares about me at the end of the day can like do things for me in a way that it's 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 up to me to take care of myself to do what I need to do to, um, to engage with the people and animals around you. Yeah. To, to show up and yeah. Live a life that like is fulfilling. Exactly. And even if you are alone at times, like doesn't mean that you're lonely. Right. And I think part of like belonging to yourself is being able to be alone and yet feel connected and not lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I mean, the journey of getting to that point 
I don't know, for myself has been like years in the making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's more to this than it's not just about like living alone, but I'm thinking like I've lived alone now for just like four or five months. And that was like a step that just, I think, challenged me a lot to, because when you do like live alone, it it's takes amazing. more. It is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. But <laughs> it's kind of, you do like learn how to be content like with yourself and like because before that I had a roommate and before that I lived with family Mm -hmm. and so when you are just like constantly with people it's easy to just kind of ignore yourself I guess and so to then when you spend more time independently it's you do just kind of you're forced a little bit to learn what it's like to just be you and be with you (laughs) by yourself with you yeah Yeah. I the concept of like recognizing like my body as a home is all I mean just that whole thing is fairly new Mm -hmm. I would say because it's always been something external to me, like the people I'm with, the, um, you know, my childhood home. Like I, for a lot of years, like, I mean, I've been on my own for a lot, a long time because I'm old <laughs> and have never really called the places that I've lived home. I've also like, I generally move every year mm-hmm. except when I had my house for like three years, which that was crazy. Um, and so like just moving around all the time, like nothing ever feels like home, but it's also like I have my childhood home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's just this piece of me that is finally to the place of wherever I am, my body, like that's my home base. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that that's like felt comfortable or safe or that I felt connected enough to my body to be able to say like this is my home yeah yeah I think being able to feel safe and comfortable is like one of the big challenges of that idea and connected. I think those were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to, it's easier to just stay like disconnected and um, kind of rely on those like external things to give you that like feeling of like home. What does it mean when you look to your body as a home? Like, I feel like I'm going to answer the question. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was such a great question. I just wanted to respond. Um, I feel like changing the idea that, like, my body as a home changes how I want to treat my body. Yeah. 
Well, and to think, I mean, I try to think about this all the time. (laughs) Try to. (laughs) It's just like how much work my body does day to day to like maintain my life. Oh my God. Literally. Literally. Is amazing. And to think like, (laughs) okay, it blows my mind when I think about this. Um, Cause I, I've, I've thought this with like each of my nieces and nephews, like when they're babies and just like looking at their hands or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but it like makes me want to cry thinking like when you're like looking at their hands or like their tiny little toes. And it's like, those are their hands for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, and it sounds dumb, but it's like, I think about them like, when they're just so small and or just like playing with toys and whatever, and they've got all these sticky hands and whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's going to someday, like those hands are going to be like holding their little kid's right. hand, like crossing the street and stuff. But it's like, my body is mine forever. forever. Like my body is obviously different from when I was a toddler and like different from what it's going to be like in 30 years, but it's all still me and my home and to think of everything that it has carried me through and done for me but also just um like it is just kind of a not kind of it's completely like a constant Mm -hmm. that's there but also changing but I think that depending on like the things that like you said, like safety and comfort and connectedness, like so many things can like affect those that it makes sense of why people myself included, like end up feeling like disconnected from their body or like feeling like it's not safe or right. Whatever. But yeah, it, it really does just like blow my mind to think about the body over a lifetime and like mm-hmm. always being with you. It's just when it's like, it's a one thing yeah. that like we get to have with us from beginning to end. And like when you really start to break it down to the logistics of that and just the intricacies of that, it is incredible. And like for me in recognizing everything that my body has done to like keep me alive right like sometimes I'm like I shouldn't even be here Mm -hmm. yet the body fights so hard Mm -hmm. to get you through things and I don't know there's just a respect for that and also an accountability of taking care of this like one chance that we get for this body Mm -hmm. so like if you look at that like having the responsibility of taking care of this body is really an incredible privilege that we have. Like you could look at that. It's like, it's kind of daunting Mm -hmm. that I have this thing (laughs) to take care of. I have to take care of it. My life depends on it. Like (laughs) literally, um, or like it's an absolute privilege Mm -hmm. that you've been entrusted to care for this being and this entity that you live in um and 
there's a lot of the responsibility that comes with that in part is about advocating for yourself. <laughs> yeah. See how I brought that in there? That was good. In terms of, like, in my story, like, my trauma has shown up, like, my body, like, physio- physiologically responds. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, like, take care of my body and of helping my whole being know that, like, I'm safe and I'm okay, I have to advocate for certain boundaries and also care, like, whether that, you know, in my own self-care. So whether that's, like, going to therapy or getting massages, like, things that are going to allow my body to help feel safe and heal mm-hmm. what has happened to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like, we've, I mean, we've talked about boundaries a lot but that like I think is a is a super important part of like self-care and self-compassion because it is like teaching your body and your mind to like feel safe and comfortable in itself again again or for the first time you know like um just because experiences and like trauma can really take that all away um which is why things like boundaries and and just learning to be like mindful and like connected to your body is important because I think that I mean I've tried to At times, like, when I'm trying to be, like, more mindful and, like, really, really focus in to, like, feel connected to my body, it will, like, my anxiety will just, like, go up and I Mm -hmm. just, like, feel really uncomfortable with it. And that's just because, like, historically, like, if it has not felt that it's a safe place to be and, like, that being so connected and so aware of my body is not safe then like it's super hard but to kind of retrain your mind to trust that and allow that is really important yeah i think i mean you have to bring break mindfulness down into different elements so i mean i'm always talking about mindful or intuitive eating Mm -hmm. that's a whole process in and of itself of like not only you trusting your body, but allowing your body to trust the fact that you're going to be consistent in nourishing it and providing adequate food, you know, variable, a variety of food, Mm -hmm. variable food, (laughs) a variety of food, that you're going to be um, consistent in nurturing, like, that aspect of what your body needs. Mm -hmm. You could look at that for hydration (laughs) badly gets a drink um movement connection so as we're kind of looking at you know our bodies as a home like we have to look at all of those areas of as points of connection and becoming more intuitive to ourselves Mm mm-hmm Which even, like, even when, in the ways that, 
that like either connecting to the body or um, trying to be more aware and feeling at home, like those times that it doesn't feel like safe or doesn't feel comfortable. I think it can be frustrating, but it, that in itself is also really cool because that is like your body has been trying to protect you. And so it's right. like making that feel uncomfortable because in the past it has been unsafe. Right. So like that even is as frustrating as it is and like difficult that's kind of a cool thing too, because it's like, okay, at some point my body learned that this was not safe. Right. And so I'm going to protect you from that now. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of relearning because now in this moment it is safe. And so, yeah. Yeah. And as we grow and develop, like we develop the skills and we have the tools to be able to navigate certain situations that we didn't historically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the incredible thing about the body, that it has the ability to communicate so much to us. We have to be willing and, you know, open to hearing what it is communicating to us. Mm -hmm. What are ways that, like, you had to advocate for yourself of, like, in working as you've gotten more connected to your body or in trying to work on self-care or all of that? (laughs) Whatever I'm trying to say. (laughs) I think a big one for me is boundaries, but specifically around, like, maybe time or like social Mm. boundaries um you know knowing that okay if I'm going to be spending time with certain people or or I'm faced with spending like holidays for example which are coming up and like that you know a boundary that I typically set for myself is, um, you know, I always make sure, which this has gotten easier now that I live by myself, like I will drive myself to things so that I can remove myself and like go run an errand. Like we ran out of some ingredient we need to make something (laughs) or like, I will, will, you know, um, just because like being, being around people in general, like all day for me does feel really hard. And when it's like, or if I'm with like certain people, holidays or not just in general, like knowing that that can bring up a lot. And so advocating for my needs there that it's like, I need a break or I need like some outlet or like escape if I need it basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my family went on vacation together this summer and it was whatever, all 14 or 15 of us (laughs) staying in one Airbnb together. And I made sure like I got a room like in the corner of the basement by myself because as much as I love spending time with my family, it's like I know that 
I would not be enjoyable to be around and I would not be enjoyable for myself to be around right. either. Like if I was constantly with everybody right. at every moment. And so kind of protecting myself in those ways, just because I know how much it drains my body. I mean, right. there have been a lot of years that like after Thanksgiving or after Christmas, like that next night after spending the whole day with my family, I will sleep for like 11 hours because mm-hmm. I'm just so exhausted yeah. mentally, emotionally, and physically that um, I think the last couple years I've done a much better job of that. Um, well, and recognizing that like you have permission mm-hmm. to do that is a huge step yeah that you don't just have to plow through and push through all the like you know when your body is telling you it's had enough or Mm -hmm. it needs a break like you don't just have to keep pushing yeah yeah it's my gift to everyone (laughs) (laughs) yes I definitely think a lot of this comes down to like the self-care components of Mm -hmm. what we've talked about many times of just what's essential for us in kind of making life a little bit more manageable, easing some of the distress that Mm -hmm. we have to go through. Mm -hmm. For some people that might be ordering their groceries online Mm -hmm. for me as not. But I will have a a prescription, a um, (laughs) subscription (laughs) for my razors. (laughs) Prescription. What are the things that you've that you've learned about, like advocating for yourself and those? kind of things when it comes to self-care, self-compassion, taking care of yourself? I think for a lot of years, I have experienced, like in just struggling with anxiety and depression and then having had like an eating disorder that kind of manifested out of a management of my anxiety. I feel that's where it was all (laughs) somewhat rooted in. Um, I think it was hard to know, A, like, that there was permission to, like, experience emotion in a healthy way, um, release emotion in a healthy way, um, like, of just being able to take care of my body um, from in all the aspects of nourishment, movement, connection, that there was not rules that had to be followed within that. There was not, I don't know, like I never understood that my body inherently had this ability to take care of itself. Mm. So I think that that's been a big part of my own understanding and growth is a, first of all, knowing that, B, understanding the logistics of that for my body. Yeah. And then within that, learning, you know, what are my boundaries around, I mean, same thing, like, 
holiday, anytime like spending time with people, social events, like what is my capacity for that? Um, how do I enjoy moving my body rather than like forcing myself to do certain things? Um, what foods do I enjoy eating versus forcing myself to follow a certain plan? Mm -hmm. And then advocating for myself within that. Yeah. In whatever environment I'm in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's advocating with myself. Yeah. Like being an entrepreneur and self-employed, like it's like me having a conversation with my boss who's me, myself and I. <laughs> and it's like, you know what, I need to go to bed tonight. <laughs> I don't need to stay up four more hours working on a report or charting or whatever. Yeah. Like, so sometimes I think that's an important aspect is that when we're advocating, sometimes it's with that voice inside of us that says, no, you need to keep pushing through or you need to get something done. Yeah. Something you said made me think of like, even just like advocating with myself that like I have value mm -hmm. and like, this is worth doing. This is justified and fair, like taking care of myself um, yeah. is a reasonable thing to like, be striving for because I don't think that like growing up or even until like I don't know not wildly long ago like the last few years that I felt like um I don't think I felt like my body or just like myself in general was necessarily like worth like taking care of or worth like all the work that it takes yeah taking care of like my body mind anything but right. um so yeah kind of advocating with myself that it's like nope these things are justified this is worth doing I do deserve good things like well and when you look at yourself as a home a home has value mm -hmm. there are certain things that you have to do to maintain and to support and to continue to build that home mm-hmm I think another part of like, you know, in advocating with ourselves is that we have to dismantle old core beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have value, or I'm worthless, or I don't deserve something. We have to dismantle that and instead nurture an alternative core belief. Mm -hmm. Which usually those like core beliefs are really really old and like develop really young and so right. that's like a huge job to try to dismantle those but a really like important thing that once again is like worth putting time and effort into well it changes the narrative that's in your mind I mean if you're constantly telling yourself like I don't deserve something or I'm worthless then that's what's going to flow from your life. Your mm -hmm. actions, your words, your behaviors are going to continue to manifest the message that you don't deserve something or you're not worthy versus mm -hmm. trying to even neutralize that to start with, but then trying to shift it to like, I am worthy. Uh, my home, my body does have value. Mm -hmm. um, I think is just inherently motivating to 
make decisions that then support that core belief. Yeah. And it's not going to change overnight. Right. <laughs> Hashtag years. <laughs> what would you say to the person out there that doesn't feel like they that doesn't feel like their body deserves to be a home. I would say that you are not that special. Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I haven't like thought about it that way maybe ever, but I'm kind of realizing right now, like that I never felt like my body was like my home or that it deserved like attention and care um just because of like my experiences whatever those core beliefs that came from experiences but I think I mean one of my favorite ways which I've actually done this recently of like connecting to my body and like making it feel safe and comfortable and like, like it is home to me is, um, like thinking of specifically positive memories, but not just like what happened or who I was with or whatever, but trying to like really take myself back there and like feel how I felt. So like, mm. like experiences that were exceptional, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember the day that my first niece was born, like I remember oh, all these vivid yeah. details and stuff. And I remember, I mean, there were parts of the day that were like really stressful and like, um, cause her birth was just a little bit stressful, um, for everyone, but like, um, but like I can really easily like feel how I felt and like, when they came out and like said she was here and everything, mm -hmm. like I can remember really what that felt like. And even just like the nervous energy in the room all day, like everything. And so to be able to connect to a time that it's like, my body was like safe and comfortable mm -hmm. there. And I can feel that again yeah. um, and connect with that. And I mean, like you were talking about like the idea of like your childhood home that it's like, my body has been through everything with me that like all of the memories I have, like my body was there and was like connected whether or not I like was noticing it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you really do have kind of the opportunity to look back on things and kind of tap into like, how my body felt and I think that thinking of those like specific vivid positive or even like neutral memories where you can remember like a sensation yeah is a really at least for me has been like a really helpful way to just like practice that like mindfulness and just connection and and then feeling it like in the present of how I feel even just remembering it mm -hmm. and um like, I think that just has a lot of power. Absolutely. The other day, this was a really powerful moment. Um, 
Well, I was listening to my favorite murder, <laughs> um, which is just great in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But I was walking outside with Adley and um, I, you know, it's, I love these fall days. Mm -hmm. like, they're great. But anyways, it was just a hilarious episode. And I was just laughing. Like, <laughs> I'm like walking along a main road and I'm just laughing hysterically and like that used to would have that god i cannot talk that used to that would have made me <laughs> i can't talk would have made me like self-conscious historically yeah. that like god these random people could be driving by me and i'm just like laughing out here by myself like that's weird and awkward and then i'm like no it's not like, fearlessly authentic yeah and i mean it's so fun i can't even remember what it was at now because I probably laughed at them like 20 times since but um <laughs> it just I remember in the moment of like wow this is what it feels like to be present yeah oh I'm like now I have all these things coming to mind and like thinking about fall weather I'm like yeah. getting like emotional about this but thinking about like marching band yeah and like the nervous energy yeah. that I would feel on like all those October Saturdays and Sometimes it was super hot and we're like sweating in yeah. our uniforms, but some years it was super cold and we we're freezing, mm -hmm. but just the nervous energy I felt and excitement and yeah. absolute like terror. It's like, <laughs> I, can, I can connect to that so quickly yeah. and feel like, wow, like, and that just reminds me like, or just reinforces the idea that like my body is mine because I would not connect to that. Well, and nobody else experienced that. Right. Like, I don't think I don't think other people felt the terror that I well, would feel sometimes. Not like, like even if they had a similar feeling, like nobody in the right. world knows what that felt like in your body. Yes, and it's just like, like that's yours. And it so reinforces that like my body has been through all of this with me because I can connect to that now all these years later. Yeah. In an instant. Like I thought of it as soon as you said this cool fall weather. Yeah. I was like, "Yep." That's where it takes yeah. me. Like, and it's just, damn, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's just what our bodies can do and, like, connecting to them and well, that it, idea and of I like, belong. The fact that, like, you're not, like, in your head remembering a certain thought. Your body right. is remembering an entire experience. Yes. Like, that's incredible. And it also, I think, thinking of those, like, positive things, that's where also maybe that reminder of like how important it is to be like self-compassionate with those like difficult, like unsafe memories because right. it's like thinking of how much even just those positive ones like stick with you and can like come back to mind quickly, like those harder ones or unsafe, uncomfortable, whatever um, experiences like also really stick with you and I mean like I said like those core beliefs usually like come from those and mm -hmm. so having a lot of self-compassion for how difficult that is and why when I'm in certain situations maybe I feel like so tense or so stressed it's yeah. like yeah that's because my body is doing what it does and right. yeah it's just it's amazing yeah, it's pretty incredible. Wow. 
Doesn't that just get you jazzed up it about does. your buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel like we actually, all of us collectively are very special. <laughs> that our bodies do that. Yeah, and like nobody is so special that like, you're only going to experience negative emotion. Right. Like, that's not the only thing that your body, that might be a big part of your story and a big part of your journey. I don't want to minimize that at all. And it might be what comes to mind first. Right. But it also means, if you have the capacity to feel bad emotion, then you also have the capacity to feel positive emotions Mm -hmm. and to remember positive experiences because we can't shut one off without shutting the other off. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that is also like super encouraging that we do have the capacity to hold on to and remember the good as well. Yeah. It's amazing. Because you are pretty special. Yeah. (laughs) But not that special. Right. So like don't let it go to your head. We all experience it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not so special that you're the only one that experiences it. Don't get an ego about it. (laughs) What do you... So, closing question. Okay. Before we wrap this up. What do you, like... mm, I'm really excited about this. (laughs) I don't want to answer this, but you can answer it. Um, I don't know how I would answer it on the fly. Um, I'm imagining, like... Your dream home, okay. but like, ooh, your body. Okay. Like, what's the, I don't even know how to like Like describe. the vibe or yeah, the like, like what's that feel, feel like on the day to day? Like, what are the experiences that are important and being part of that? Like, managing all of the different emotions, being able to respond to experiences rather than be like living in a reactive state because you've done all the work and <laughs> you're just completely healed <laughs> I'm kidding we're never gonna get there but okay my first thought was I don't need this like every day but I need a good amount of new experiences so like okay so here we go I've got this figured out so um thinking of like my literal dream home and what you're asking me yeah is like I would love I wish I could like I take a picture of you right now you're like I would love like someday to have like an old home Okay. That has like continuous. You live in an old home. I know, right now. but but <laughs> but that has like continuous like projects that I can work on, or like little like renovation things, or just like new. Yeah. I mean, I oh, also yeah. know that that would be a pain, but like well, yeah, but I get what you're saying. But yeah. feeling these like new things yeah. and f- new things to like work on and discover and experience, design, create. Yes. Oh yeah. And so that's something that like when I'm doing something new for the okay when we went to South Dakota and like seeing like Mount Rushmore and stuff Mm -hmm. for the first time it's like that's so cool and I love that like feeling of doing something new or seeing something I've never seen like that feeling in my body just like is so exciting and so I would need that and then also shit um acceptance for 
random things that come up that yeah. are not as pleasant. So my childhood home, when it would rain, our basement <laughs> would flood like, oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and like, and I just remember every time that it would be raining really hard. It was just this mad panic in the house of like, get towels, get the yeah. thing, whatever. And I think stuff like that happens all the time to me, like emotionally. <laughs> that, like, get the towels. <laughs> Everyone's running around and rushing to the basement. I'm imagining that sh movie Inside Out and like all of them be like, get the towels. <laughs> so ideally... <laughs> In my ideal home of myself, that stuff would come up and it's just like, okay, yeah, this is coming Ride up. We're going to deal with it and if we need okay. towels, whatever, to like take care of it. But, but that, yeah, just kind of acceptance that that's happening. Um, Get the dehumidifier. The yeah. tears are coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think just having, I don't really have, I don't really have this in my current apartment. I mean, the entire place feels like this, but thinking of like my home and myself again, like having like that mental, like safe, comfortable place that I can easily kind of tap into when mm -hmm. I need it. Yeah. So almost thinking of like in your house, like your favorite, I mean, I have like my Real favorite like spot on the couch and like underneath yeah. my favorite blanket that that's like that really comfortable, reliable place. So yeah. I would think having that like emotionally and mentally for myself is important. Yeah. Whether that's like thinking about certain memories or doing certain like activities or something mm -hmm. that just always feel safe and comfortable yeah okay I want you to answer it I don't okay. care <laughs> well, if it's hard <laughs> the first thing that like popped into my head um <laughs> was like temperature oh so like I love the fall and I love the cool crisp like I love cool evenings sweatshirt weather mm -hmm. um but like thinking internally of being able to have like a 98.6. <laughs> well, I mean, I, medically, um, 65, <laughs> um, not too hot, not too cold, but like, I mean, kind of just like being able to maintain that. Yeah. Like homeostasis. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of like having a nook. Yes. So, like, whatever that cozy place is. I don't like big spaces, like, big homes and all of that. Like, I've loved coming to live in an apartment that I don't love living here. Um, but that it's smaller. I was, about, I was like, wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I've just, like, the essentials. Mm. Like, what is essential for me? Like, I have what I need. I don't need all the extra pizzazz. I just... Yeah. Um, I'm a fairly basic person, so just keeping it <laughs> basic and essential. Um, what are those things like internally? 
Oh, yeah. Um, ah, damn it. Uh, well, I... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I when I think about basic and essential, I think, of, like, functionality, mm -hmm. okay? Like, I need good food. Mm-hmm. Like, a minimum four-star <laughs> meal most of the time. Um, like... Oh, the other thing that came up, I mean, it kind of goes into this as far as like, I don't, being able to like nourish my body well um, and have the food that I like love yeah. and enjoy um, was one thing that I haven't experienced a lot these past few years because of medical stuff has just been like my energy level has been shit. Mm. So like that would definitely be in my ideal is just like this sustainable energy like yeah. being able to relax but like not feeling depleted yeah um but in regards to like the functionality like it makes me think of like the basic points of wellness of like nourishment movement connection yeah that makes sense. rest mm-hmm yeah I like it that was a good question yeah We got jazzed up. Right I now. know. I like you're like sat on the edge up. Of your like seat. I was like, okay, that was good. Well, yeah. I left thinking about my dream house and like, yeah, but my, like what happens myself. when we start thinking about our bodies as like this dream home? Like rather, I mean, I know a lot in my work we talk about body image and like your ideal body image versus like your perceived body image. But like, if it is your home, like what's the home atmosphere like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like mine is like Memorial Stadium. Wow. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's really sad place. Yeah. There's so many people. Well, it's not that. It's the, the vibe. It's the energy. It's like the passion. It's the enthusiasm. Community. Yeah. And yeah. like every Saturday, people show up with optimism and hope. <laughs> Despite the fact. That that's actually beautiful. It is beautiful. Like, I mean, that's like the heart of being a Husker fan is like, there's always hope. Yeah. After 40 years of disappointment. <laughs> I'm going to remind you, you said that next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, those are the things that, like, I mean, I know I've talked about that before, but, like, there's just so much in it that it just makes me emotional. Mm -hmm. Like, I love those experiences that just make me feel so present that it's emotional because you're so connected. Yeah. We're now accepting essays on <laughs> your <laughs> dream home. <laughs> yes. I would... I would love to hear other people's ideas on that, for real. With the, th yeah, the theme being like, I belong to myself. Yeah. This is my home. Yeah. It's an incredible home. It, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that makes me want to jump to my goal. Um, I really, like, I want to journal about this and I like kind of just want to just start plastering stuff on my wall yeah. thinking about let's build a house <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean that changes 
I feel like that, that like changes the whole dynamic just in my work with people of like how to ask that question. Yeah, this is huge. This is, it's groundbreaking. Yep. Um, trademark. Patent. Yes. Yeah. This is trademark, I think is the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an invention. <laughs> it might be. We invented be- houses. <laughs> <laughs> no, body houses. <laughs> oh my God. Don't steal the idea. Yeah. We have lawyers <laughs> on retainer. <laughs> Once you get into showbiz, <laughs> I was on retainer for my friend. Um, she was dealing with a situation with um, insurance people, mm. and so I like I know kickboxing. Uh, <gasps> I can be on retainer. <laughs> um, okay, so that's my goal. I'm I really I'm gonna explore this. Yeah. Well, shoot, that's, I want that to be my goal, too. Well, it can be your goal, too. Okay. Have you ever done the, like, DBT house? No. Okay. Well, it's a DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, thing, <laughs> <laughs> where basically you draw a house, and, like, the foundation is this, and the walls are... The foundation is like, I don't know, your values or something. The walls are like your support system. Oh. It, all these different parts yeah. of the house yeah, yeah, are yeah. these people. So I almost want to like, like draw this out and like, like for your, for myself yeah. of like, but scratch the values and stuff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but of just like how that, how it symbolizes my body and like my internal yeah. Home. world and how. I belong to myself and what I want that to look like and the different aspects. This is so exciting. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Check us out on Instagram. Yeah. You're not that special with, um, underscores. Yeah. Whatever they're (laughs) called in between. If you have a story about your home body, (laughs) your house, Body house. <laughs> uh, feel free to email us. Yeah. At you are not that special at gmail.com. Yep. Rate and review. Mm hmm. Five stars only, please. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, always remember you are not that special. <laughs> <laughs>